Calling all racing fans, calling all racing fans. Hey everyone, it is Puka and we just want to let you know as the hockey season is unfortunately winding down, we are ramping up with the original podcast from Goat Sports Media, The One To Go Show. The O-N-E To Go Show. So if you're into dirt track racing, we cover it all throughout the Midwest. Check us out on the favorite places that you podcast. Welcome everybody to the Tea with Miss McGill show one day early, cutting episode one day early so we can bring you all the action uh, from the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament. Of course, I've, as always, I've got Coach Reed Larson with me. He was headed south. He's on the road. You might hear a little bit of road noise, but hey, that's what we got to do to get you the action uh, in a timely fashion. Right, Reed? Absolutely. No, I appreciate being here and uh, opportunity to preview a little bit about the state hockey tournament, the Minnesota State Hockey, hockey Tournament, the, uh, the best high school sporting event in the country. Yes, including any of those that like to talk about Indiana basketball or Texas football, <laughs> Minnesota state high school hockey tournaments are still the biggest tournament event in the country for high school kids. So excited to talk about that stuff. We'll preview a couple of things uh, with the tournament. Uh, we'll talk just a little bit about some of the section finals from uh, area teams last week and uh, moving forward. Yeah. Awesome. And it's weird. I'm drinking coffee for this episode since we're doing it so early in the morning normally i'm crushing a c4 actually drinking coffee so (laughs) well we always want to thank our sponsors uh chomps meet we've talked about them before we will have their link down in the show notes in the description and you know speaking attorneys we got like i said we're talking about the high school hockey we got men's and women's going on we got i think state basketball minnesota's this week and we've got of course got uh the ncaa's for hockey got the ncaa's for basketball well chomps did a little uh some brackets of their own on their website and it looks like the number one the champion is the jalapeno beef flavored stick so today on the 30th of march oh it's a good one yep uh march 30th today one day only if you jump over to the website 20 percent off any of the jalapeno beef varieties you just have to put the promo code champ in at checkout so like i said click the link it'll bring it right over to chomps and you can get into their jalapeno beef products for 20 percent off today only that seems well worth it to me oh it's a it's a good one it's a mean stick it's a mean stick oh so, yeah. <laughs> so all right so we like i said we're gonna preview everything state hockey but we need to go back about a week ago we want to talk a little bit about some of the section final action of course the big game up here uh for you and i read was the andover grand rapids matchup which to me it seems already I, I can't believe it's been less than a week. To me, it feels like it was two weeks ago. I, I just, I don't know if it's because because they lost, so my mind's kind of changed, uh, you know, switched off a little bit. But it seems like it was forever ago. But uh, we'll, we'll jump over to you, you know, your thoughts and over Thunderhawks last week, section final game. Well, as I'm going to do the best I can not to break into tears in the midst <laughs> of this conversation. Uh, it's been a tough week for those of us in the world of Grand Rapids hockey. Uh, but anybody that is a hockey lover understands that the game is not scripted. It can go either way. And uh, it was not, uh, it was not willed by anybody. So the bottom line is, is that's why we play the game. Uh, nobody's a guarantee into the state tournament. Although Grand Rapids, a highly 
uh, a high favorite to have made their trip to the XL Energy Center, ended up uh, runner-up in the section. And uh, I don't want to say for good reason. I want to say the word I want to use here is it was well-deserved by Andover to win that hockey game. They did the right things to win a hockey game. Uh, Grand Rapids played a good game, too. Uh, Both games were battling uh, until the final seconds of the game. Um, And unfortunately, the game ended uh, with the two best players on the rink in the penalty box, which was unfortunate. (laughs) But um, at any rate, goaltending was an issue um, for on the good side of things for Andover, not on the bad side of things for Grand Rapids. I think Wyatt Pilkington had a good game. Uh, but but Will Larson and the Nets for Andover was uh, was unstoppable. Uh, you fall in the back of the net a couple of times. Grand Rapids did, but it was uh, the game started off hairy for Grand Rapids as in the first period they get three power plays that they can't convert on in the first period. That's mm-hmm. a problem if you want to win a section and go to the state tournament, especially if you've got a power play that's you know twenty five percent or higher when you're playing in the state playing in the section final with an opportunity to go to the state tournament, you have to be one or two for three on those power plays in order to be a championship team. That's the bottom line. And special teams was a killer in the first period. And then if you want to go ahead and spot uh, the other team, a couple goal lead uh, right away in the second period, like I said, Grand Rapids goes over three in the first period on the power play and Andover gets their chances. They get the next three power plays and they score on two of them. Yes. So the bottom line is, is they've got a 2 nothing lead right out of the gate, uh, and then boom, they get the third one, and they're 3 nothing. and then Grand Rapids has to battle back the rest of the game, and that is a tough sell when you've got one of the best goalies in the state between the pipes against you. So it was a hard-fought battle, and like I said, Grand Rapids, uh, they played their hearts out. I felt for them. Uh, that, that was the team that was supposed to go uh, for Grand Rapids. Everybody had their hopes hanging on that group of guys, but uh, Andover deserved that win uh, in the end. However, you hate to see at the end of a game, you hate to see deciding factors on, on penalties at the end of the game. And unfortunately, Jack Pierce was in, in the box at the end of the game, best player of the game. Then they pick up a penalty, uh, which Thorson was in, or not Thorson, um, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, the, the goal score. Yep. Yeah, yeah, was in was in the uh, penalty box. So the two, literally, the two best players on the rink were in the penalty box at the end of the game. And of course, you know, Rapids with their goalie pulled. That's their main guy. They're trying to get the puck to so that he can make plays. And he wasn't out there to tie the game up with the goalie pulled. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and we'll come back to that. And yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it was an exciting game. I guess even as we got down to three, four minutes, you know, shots ended up being 33-13 in Grand Rapids' favor. Yeah. So really till three, four minutes to go, I wasn't really panicking. You know, the, 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 the play in the third period was all down in Andover's end. You know, yep. Grand Rapids can score a goal, you know. But then we got into that, you know, that a little bit around three, three minutes. And, and there were, you know, if you remember, there were a lot of whistles. There were a lot of icings, a lot, of, you know, there, the Andover goalie was, of course, covering the puck. So, you know, action didn't really flow. There were a lot of whistles, a lot of chance to look at the clock, a lot of chance to, well, that's to take Well, that's yeah, strategic. Right, right. I mean, if I'm a coach, I'm saying you clear the puck every chance you get. Goalie cover the puck every chance you get, especially if you're confident in your guys, your center's ability to win faceoffs. If you can control the puck right off the draw, then who cares what zone it's in? You're just going to keep firing it out every time. And if you can't allow the other team to get into any flow, that's just good coaching. Sure. Bottom yeah, line. exactly. Right, right. So a couple of storylines that I was kind of following that 
that I, uh, you know, kind of evolved from the game. The first one was even before the game I thought of. For those of you that don't know, Wyatt Pilkington, the Grand Rapids goalie, played for Andover last season. And, you know, even pregame stuff, I didn't hear a lot of talk. And, you know, because I thought that was going to be one of the big storylines. Uh, but, you know, it, and, and unless I missed something, Reed, I don't know if you heard a lot, but was there a lot of reporting done that, hey, you know, this is, you know, Wyatt's facing his ex-team and, and, you know, they know him a little bit, he knows them a little bit. I, I just didn't really hear that being reported on. You know, I just, I just think for, for whatever reason, they tried to keep that storyline away. And, okay. and I think for good reason, uh, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, you know, you get the, especially down in the cities, you get all of the, you know, the transfer situations down there and it's, it just brings bad blood, you know, for whatever reason, this was a legit transfer. The family moved up here. So it's not like, you know, he got himself a cabin that they, you know, Sure. Sent, sent mail to and made it eligible. His family actually moved here. You know, down in the cities, people can be accused for certain things like, yeah, they rented an apartment. They never even stayed there. They're the mail forwarded there, but they still lived at home, you know, on the other side of the cities. That's not the case up here. Uh, but for whatever reason, I think it was just smart on their part not to bring that story up for two reasons. Number one, you just don't want to, you don't want to get into that talk about transfers. It's, it's, there's bad blood there for certain certain things but the other thing is is you know these kids have enough pressure on them as it is and it's like you know yeah he's got friends on the team some of his best friends are are still there that he grew up with and played youth hockey with in the first couple of years of high school hockey with so you know there's there's enough pressure already to win a game as a senior to go to the state tournament but now you have to beat your former team you know? yeah. so i think just putting all that in anchor or getting it out there on the uh, the wavelengths of the internet is just extra pressure that i think probably was wise just to keep that story, you know, away from him until after the fact. Sure. Okay. All right. Then the second storyline that kind of developed was the refing. And we've, you know, we've covered what, this is our 13th episode, covered a lot of games, and we really haven't brought up refing. You know, refing, I think, for the most part, it, you know, if we're not bringing it up, it must be pretty good, you know, and, and, and just we're not talking about it, you know, and, and, there was the Jack Peer uh, penalty with what a minute 57 to go. If, I'll just set it up for you, Reed, and you can kind of expound. Uh, you know, uh, Grand Rapids wins the faceoff, but it's it's not a real clean, hard win. So the puck's kind of at the top of the circle. The Andover guy gets to it first. Of course, the Grand Rapids defense are kind of flat-footed, so Peer kind of steps in front of a guy. He does have two hands on his stick, so there is some contact. The guy falls. Uh, a two-on-one. The other way, Pilkington makes the save, but they get peered on. I don't know if I can't remember if it was a hooker interference, questionable oh. call, especially being that about a minute or two before that, it looked like a an Andover player got his. his I think his his stick, his blade might have actually went into uh, Peart's toque, and there was a no call. So just, I guess, I'll turn it over to you. Just kind of your thoughts on that call that late in the game, one goal game to go to state. You know, that's, it's tough. You said it, you said it perfect when you said we haven't talked a lot about refing all year long and that's for good reason, Puka. You know, I'm not a ref uh, and I got a lot of respect for those that are. Uh, I can't, uh, I couldn't be that guy in a game like that out there trying to be, uh, trying to keep it equal and neutral and and call a hockey game. So I, I really am especially as a coach, you get enough opportunities to 
bark at a ref. So I try as hard as I can not to, to give too much crap to the referees. But I got to tell you that uh, throughout the game, I don't think what there, it was horrible refing. But you get to the end of the game, and if you're going to put the whistle away, then put it away. You know, sure. if, if you're going to make a call, if you're going to make all the calls the whole game, then make all the calls. And my only point is, is yes, that was a penalty on Jack Peart. In any sense of the word, that was a penalty on Jack Peart. It, it should have been, it was the wrong call. It should have been interference, um, but it was, it called a hook. Uh, but in any game, that's a penalty, but you mentioned it. If you're going to put the whistle away, a minute before that and don't call the trip, then what are you calling that one for? Cause that one was more blatant than this one. So yeah. th- the bottom line is, is it, it, it just, you get in an important game like that. And I mentioned it in kind of in the, the preview at the very beginning is, is you hate for that to be anybody's excuse at the end of the game. You don't want that to be a conversation because then you give coaches, kids, communities an opportunity to make an excuse as to why they didn't win. And you don't want to be that. You don't want to give that opportunity. But, but I got to tell you, that last couple minutes of the game, the refing in that last couple minutes was not good. It was not consistent. It was, sure. for the most part, consistent the whole game. But those, the no call was the biggest question mark you know, with the skate through the, uh, the stick through the skate of Jack Pierce, that no call fine. Don't call it. But if you're not going to call that one, then you can't call something as weak as the one that you called there at the very end of the game to put the best player in the state of Minnesota in the penalty box, the last two minutes of the game. Right. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you needed them. And then they did, like I said, return the favor. They called the, was it the Shaminsky, the, you know, the guy that got all three goals for and over the goal score. They did and, him in the box. And the fourth goal that they waved off, he scored that one too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, and again, you know, did he deserve to be in the penalty box? I mean, yeah, that was another one that, yeah, it, it was. But, you know, like I said, if they were putting the whistles away, it probably wouldn't have been. So, like I said, we did talk about that a couple of weeks ago with the, uh, you know, Virginia Eveleth, where I thought they, uh, you know, they kind of a, a ticky tacky little penalty there just because it was a hard hit. You know, they, you know, they give. They give Eveleth a, a penalty two minutes later, and Virginia ties the game, and so on and so forth. So, like I said, I, I don't like those. We're going to give the other team one because we made the bad call. You know that that that's that would be my only complaint with with refing in general is you know don't call a weak one on Team B just because you called a bad one on Team A. Uh, and the, and like I said, you, that last two minutes, you could make an argument that that kind of stuff was happening. In well, the, the, game. the good news for this is is the referees that are getting chosen. Uh, to ref at the state tournament are already picked. So somebody could make the excuse that, well, these refs are being evaluated. They're trying to stand out in the crowd in order to be chosen for the state tournament. But they can't even use that excuse either because they're already picked to go to the state tournament, whoever they picked. So that evaluation process basically is done for the year for those guys unless unless they were previously picked for the state tournament. Okay. Anything else on Rapids Andover? No, I just having that conversation makes me just a little bit sick to my stomach. Yeah, well, like I said, I know, and I know, I saw some of the dads on the way out, and and it was tough. And it's the first time in a long time I'm coming home and even telling my wife, like, I know one of those players. Of course, you know them all. I know one player on the Rapids team, and I know about five of the dads. But I felt that yeah. in the building, leaving, 
you know, I felt the agony of defeat for the first time in a long time. Not necessarily me, but looking at everyone, like I could see and feel that emotion. And it, it was tough. And, and for all you kids that are listening, you know, just losing is no fun. And, you know, as you get older, it gets tougher as far as in the chest. You know, there is some agony there. So Well, you know. Coach has a really good <laughs> phrase to use at the end of that game, which I'm sure he used when he went in to talk to the kids that he cares so much about is just – Fellas, just remember this one. I know that it stings. I know that it hurts. It hurts uh, the coaches. It hurts the school. It hurts everybody, the parents. But just remember this one every day that you get up to go to the gym this, this summer when to work out, every day that you go to practice in the offseason, every day that you go, you know, 3.30 to 5 next year for practices and every game, remember this one. It hurts sure. and use it for fuel. Absolutely. Exactly. A great, a great, great motivator. All right. If you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe. Go up and hit the subscribe button, button even. Leave a comment if you can. Pump some stars. That helps us with some of our rankings and such as far as people looking for fantastic hockey podcasts, which is what Reed and I do every week here on the Tea with Miss McGill show. All right. So like I said, state tournament, crank it up later today, later this morning. And we do have the brackets posted. If you haven't seen them already up at the Goat Sports Facebook page, uh, I guess the big storyline so far coming out, uh, Reed, is the uh, news on Hermantown and, and some COVID issues. Yeah, that is uh, that came out yesterday afternoon about one thirty, two o'clock. There was some uh, some scuttlebutt on the on the Twitter machine or the the book face. Uh, we saw a little <laughs> bit of we saw a little bit of stuff come across uh, in some from some pretty reliable sources. Uh, Alicia Tipke from WDIO and. Sam Ali from um, Fox 21 and Matt Halverson from KBJR were some of the first people to to tweet that they had heard some rumors. And uh, sounds to me like Hermantown is going to have actually only three guys that played varsity in the lineup in the quarterfinals for the state tournament, which would be Sam Plant. Uh, it sounded like Petrusa, and it sounded like the backup goalie, Thorsvig were the guys that were actually on the varsity roster that didn't get into close contact in the COVID scenario. Zamplant, because he had not played in that last game, he was dressed and on the bench, which is it gives me a question mark, but uh, maybe he didn't, because he didn't step on the ice and play, I don't know. I don't know all sure. the rules. To, to me, those rules, and I got to say, even though, you know, you whatever your opinion is of Hermantown, uh, whether they should be A, double A, uh, or whether you like them or dislike them, I don't care what your opinion is. This is disheartening for anybody. They earned the right to be in the state tournament. They earned the right to play there. Uh, whatever your opinion is, anybody that goes out and, and throws darts and says, you get what you deserve, I've heard it. I don't know how many times in the last 12 hours, and it's like, you know what? If, if you say things like that, you don't love hockey and you don't love kids. I I completely agree. I mean, I'm no Hermantown fan, you know, but, you know, yeah, the commitment wasn't any less all year, whether it's a coach, assistant coach, kids, you know, you got managers, student managers, and that was, you know, their goals to make it. And, and yeah, very disheartening to hear, uh, you know, this, I mean, it's just, it's tragic, really. It is. You're you're, you're, you're 24, less than 24 hours from their game, and you get the news that, you know, basically everybody's everybody's out. Yeah, I just feel, I I feel horrible for everybody involved, and and I don't know how that works with coaching staff. I don't know if they have to be close contact. I didn't hear whether Pat Andrews was going to be able to be on the bench or not. Um, at any rate, like I said, it's disheartening. 
in all reality, uh, they, they are playing against a pretty good Dodge County team. So, you know, some people might say, well, geez, Hermantown is so deep, they're going to go into this hockey game, and they're probably going to beat Dodge County, you know, with their JD. I don't know. I don't know. It, Dodge County is pretty good, and they've got a couple of some of the top players. I looked on Facebook this morning, and they put out uh, just a little article of the top 50 players in the tournament, and Dodge County has like three of them on there. So mm-hmm. they're not bad. And Dodge County had won some big games over the course of the season. So if anybody is trying to say that Hermantown is so deep that they can beat them with their JV, <laughs> I don't know. Dodge County, I don't want to call it a layup for Dodge County because they still have to win a hockey game. Uh, but Dodge County maybe hit the lottery, so to speak, for themselves and is going to give them a chance to advance a little bit, a little bit better chance to advance to uh, a state semifinal, which in all reality might have been a five to six goal hockey game of Hermantown's sure. at full strength. Sure, sure. All right, well, let's move on to your brother. Congratulations to him and the Northern Lake squad. So they're going to take on number two, uh, 16-0 Gentry Academy. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have I, – I can't say enough about that that group. I've heard about them all year long. I talk to my brother, you know, usually once a day or once every other day. And, and you know, as well as I do, we're talking to siblings that you have so much in common with. Uh, the conversations with my brother usually is, how are things going? How's the wife? How's the kid? Uh, you know, this and that. And that's usually <laughs> about the first three minutes of the conversation. And the rest of the 45 minutes that you talk is all hockey. So it's, I've heard about these kids all year long. I've heard about their commitment. Um, and he's talked about these kids for the last five to six years as this group being special. And he said, said this, and you know, what's really funny about this group in, with Northern Lakes is, is it's really cool because this is their first trip to the state tournament uh, in school history, co-op history uh, for, for hockey. And it's, it's awesome. You, the, the funny stories that I hear is, is no one is ever going to say this ever again. And this has been the conversation when I talk to people like, Hey, Oh yeah, your brother coaches for uh, where is that again? And I said, it's Northern lakes. And like, where, who's Northern lakes? Well, you know what? No one is ever going to say who's Northern lakes ever again. And, and, and that's the <laughs> thing I go. said. And I was standing outside the <laughs> locker room after the section final when they won. And I was listening to him talk to his team just outside the locker room door. And he made a comment that really struck close to anybody's heart who loves the game. He turned to his boys and he said, I, I, can't, I can't express to you how proud I am of this group. And I just want you guys to know, you have changed Northern Lakes hockey forever. No one is ever going to say who is Northern Lakes ever again. And anytime, I don't care what anybody says. If they go to the state tournament again, if we go next year, if we go the year after, if we go 10 years from now, everybody will always remember the first team that went. You guys etched yourselves in history. And you just even if you're not part of the team, it brings a tear to your eyes because of, of how important this is to a community. And I saw a send-off yesterday for those guys on Facebook, and I've never seen a send-off like this before. You know, Northern Lakes is a huge co-op. Right. It's, you know, Breezy yep. Point. Uh, it's Crosby, Ironton, this, well, you name it, uh, Aiken. They went through every community 
on their bus with, uh, with uh, fire truck and uh, escort all the way through all these communities. And you should have seen all of the people waving on the sidewalks. Nice. It was unbelievable. And the little Facebook live was like 45 minutes long. <laughs> it was with all oh, of the cool. communities nice, that nice, they went nice through. Thing. It was just, it was just amazing. I'm so proud of my brother and his team and, and, you know, a dream come true for a guy that's been coaching for 20 years, you know, and, He's been waiting for the opportunity to coach himself to uh, to a state tournament, and uh, it's well deserved. It's a thankless job sometimes as a coach, and and everybody's a critic. Uh, but but this is where you know the proof is in the pudding. You can just anybody ever has a question about what kind of coach you are, all you have to do is just smile and say, um, "My team's playing at the state tournament." Yeah, right. I can never take it away. Your, your, your brother is now a state tournament. You know, he's in the club. He's in that Absolutely. You know, fraternity. And, and it reminds me that, that you say the speech he gave reminds me when I was playing in a state tournament, uh, we were at the banquet the night before in Hermantown. It was yep. the first ever. And their coach, I remember saying, hey, it's our first ever. And you have set the standard for Hermantown hockey. Well, you look back over the last 25, 30 look years. Look what that, it did. Those, 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 yeah, those words sure, sure echo true. And, uh, you know, he said, you're the standard. You set it, and here we go. And, and the pro- program basically blasted Absolutely. off since then. Um, so, yes. So your brother's going to play a tough Gentry Academy team. Now, now, I'd never heard of Gentry Academy before the year. What I have heard, and I can, I'll let you expound a little on this, Reed, but what I had heard is basically they're a Shattuck. And for those of you that don't know Shattuck, is basically a hockey academy, and you get in an airplane every weekend. You don't play uh, like Minnesota High School League. Like you're on a plane, you go to Chicago, you go to California, you go to Dallas, go to New York. You're playing in a big tournament or some big games every every weekend. You know, Preezy played there, Crosby played there. And what I've heard is Gentry Academy is basically the same thing, but the JV, quote-unquote JV, those that couldn't make the top team, form Gentry Academy, and you play in the high school league, and there's not one Minnesotan on the roster you have any info on Gentry Academy that I don't? You know, the information I have is kind of generic. It's, it's, for lack of a better word, rumor. But, you know, and that because I've been a public school hockey coach my entire career and, uh, you know, small community, work hard, you know, have to battle to get those opportunities. And, you know, every once in a while you get, you get the occasional move in community and, you know, people – move in did they get recruited this that or the other deal and you know we even kind of brought that up with uh talking about pilkington a little earlier and how his family moved but there's always question marks but then you know as a coach that's done that for so many years that has been involved in a small community you you start to look at some of these private schools or academy schools and and say what how is that fair that they are able to do this and you know like i said it's for me it's I've kind of got a generic outlook on it, um, but it sounds to me like these kids are from all over the place. They come in, um, do they stay with, does their family move here? Do they live in the community close by? Are they staying in a dormitory or are they billeted? What are they? Because if they if their family doesn't live here um, and they live in a dormitory or they're billeted, how, how is that? part of the definition of being a high school hockey team in the state of Minnesota. I don't understand. Uh, someone needs to explain this to me like I'm a fifth grader because I don't get how it's fair. I really don't. And and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Uh, they probably 
They're probably really good kids. Uh, their coach is Joel Cullen, who's younger. I can't remember his younger, older brother of Matt Cullen, um, but he's he coaches their team. He's a Moorhead guy. He's yeah. a good hockey person. But answer, someone's got to answer me that question. How is that fair? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, if what we're saying is true, and like I said, we don't know. I'm reporting on what I have heard from other people, but uh, you know, if what Reed is saying, what I'm saying is true. It definitely is a tough pill to swallow. Like I said, 16 and 0 number two seed hang in here so anything else on any of the single a teams here reed let me see what it was we got east grand's back in the game uh little falls back in the game litchfield dassel kokoda in there and then delano yeah you know it's it's always fun to see some of these teams that it's been a couple years since they've been there like little falls um you know i think you're gonna get a you're gonna get a good game out of east grand forks they're gonna find themselves uh you know battling to get up in there uh I don't want to make a, a guesstimate on who's going to win the Northern Lakes Gentry Academy because uh, I want the one to win that maybe people are betting against. So, uh, but if I'm if I'm looking down the wire, I think Little Falls has probably got a decent edge on Delano. Um, Little Falls has played some good hockey teams throughout the course of the year. Uh, then I see Little Falls maybe battling their opportunity to get to a state championship for the uh, at least get to the state championship game for the first time in in their school's history they've been in the tournament a bunch of times but most times lose the first game or losing the semis so I, I think they've got a really good shot at finding themselves in the finals uh bottom line is is I think Dodge County they don't have a layup but uh, I think it's there's a pretty good chance people have, have really kind of sold them short uh, they, they've got a great program down there. They've been battling for a bunch of years. That's a team that used to come up to Virginia uh, when I was coaching in Virginia and be at our scrimmage fest, and, and we'd play them in our scrimmage fest, and I would utilize that game and a couple other games for my tryout process week one. And I remember putting some of my JV guys out that I was thinking about either cutting or putting in to uh, you know, try to prove themselves to make the team and playing them against Dodge County, and we'd still rip Dodge County like eight to nothing. So uh, th- this is now just a matter of about eight, nine years ago. Sure. This is a program that has built themselves up over the course of the last decade. And uh, it's really cool to see just like Northern Lakes fighting their way up there. So I like to think that Dodge County has a little bit of an edge right now, being as that Hermantown only has three varsity players on their roster today. One, by the way, being one of the top scorers in the state. So that helps <laughs> Hermantown. But sure. um, I-, I see Dodge County, uh, getting that first one i see little falls battling dodge county in that semifinal game uh to get to the finals uh which they actually lost earlier in the year to dodge county is that what you said earlier uh i i don't know no i yeah i don't know okay well what at, at any rate uh they i think they played earlier this year they it was either uh either lost to them or it was a battle between the two i can't remember okay. uh, but i i see little falls getting themselves an opportunity to play in the championship game against who I hope is Northern Lakes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Squeezing out. All right. All right. Well, let's move over to the double A now. Wyzetta Hill Murray, 11 o'clock game tomorrow. Well, oh, you got me is uh, proven themselves to be a top okay. notch. Yep. I'm here. Can you, can you hear me? All right. I'm back. Uh, sorry. Apologize about that. We're on uh, I 35 at the moment. Yeah, you're, and I might you're fine. You're fine. A little cut in or cut out there. So, um, 
Wyzetta and uh, Hill Murray and, and Wyzetta has actually proven themselves over the course of the last um, the last month of the season as being a top notch team in the state. They actually tied Grand Rapids late in the season, three to three. They were they had a lead on them and Rapids ended up tying the game and then it went to a short overtime and it ended in a tie. So Wyzetta has been a, a pretty good hockey team all year. Hill Murray uh, last year's state champions uh, they. They may be going through, I don't want to say for sure, but this was last reported last night that uh, the health department and the athletic department at Hill Murray were going through the process of trying to check into close contacts like Herbertown is doing. They did not pull the plug on their players yet, so I haven't heard anything, but they were going through the same stuff that Herbertown was going through yesterday. So they may oh, very be playing some very other kids today okay. too. Moorhead uh, squeaked by Rozo to get in, and Lakeview South. Moorhead, Lakeview South. Lakeview South. Uh, Moorhead, I really would like to see make their way into the semifinals, but Lakeview South is a juggernaut. That, that's another team down in the cities that's just been unbelievable. Uh, Yanni's been at the head coach helm there for quite a while, and he's actually alumni of the same place I went to school at UWS. He, uh, he's done a great job in his couple of years of being there. Uh, trip to the state tournament was the last year, the year before. And uh, these guys, they got one of the top players in the state of Minnesota. Uh, a couple of them there on their team that are really good. It's just, it's, they're going to find them way their way into uh, All right. at least a semifinal. St. Thomas maybe, Academy back in the dance against number one, Eden Prairie. Well, Eden Prairie's a, the, the number one team uh, maybe on paper. But I, I really don't think that they're the number one team in the tournament. I, I think Maple Grove is the number one team in the tournament, to be honest with you. But uh, Eden Prairie's gonna Eden Prairie's gonna make that edge. Uh, St. Thomas Academy. I, I always got to tip my hat to that organization for doing what everybody has expected Hermantown to do over the course of the last couple of years, and and they've continued their tradition of showing up in the state tournament. Uh, I don't yeah, know if it's yeah. been every been year since they bit, went double yes. A, but pretty close. They've been in the tournament uh, and they still continue to make their way to the state tournament. They're yet to win one since they've gone double A, but they've been there, which has proven that, Hey, we moved up. We went to the next level, no more uh, sandbagging it and, and finding our way into a, a single A state championship every year. Uh, so I got to hand it to yep. those guys. Yeah. Eden Curry's, they're good. They've got a couple of the top players in the state and, uh, they're going to find All right, then a couple of teams that just tied sure. about a month ago. I think it was a 3-3 game, our Section 7AA Andover champs and versus uh, Maple Grove. Yeah, and those, those teams are kind of conference play, so they see each other. That's a really good rivalry. Um, Andover is a good hockey team. Uh, they've, they've got one of the best goalies in the tournament. Uh, but I really don't know that they're going to be able to last uh, – last in a game that yeah. doesn't end in a tie if you know what i mean it's like that game has to end with a, with a winner or a loser and i think uh you know for lack of a better way of saying it i think the time that they tied those guys is they they were hanging on for dear life from what i heard in those games and uh maple grove has got one of the top players in the state of minnesota too cooking and he's just unbelievable just watch his kid play he's he's phenomenal He's going to be, uh, I don't want to say he's going to be Mr. Hockey because I think uh, I would like to see Jack Peart be Mr. Hockey. But if Jack Peart is okay. Mr. Yeah, Hockey, and I know you have said he's a, you've mentioned him, you know, in other episodes that he's a complete stud. 
unbelievable. So those those guys there, and if I'm making a pick at who wins the state tournament, it's Maple Grove. I think they win the whole thing. Um, Maple Grove has had a, a program that has been combined all the way through youth hockey. The program is <laughs> called OMG. Oh my gosh, uh, Osseo Maple Grove. Um, but you know, then they just they call then they get into the high school level, and I think most of the kids end up going to Maple Grove. And then they end up uh, end up with that you know Maple Grove tag on it. But at the end of the at the end of the day, when we talk about Osseo Maple Grove's program, uh, this group of kids has won a state championship at the Bantam level. Uh, they've won at least one state championship at the Pee Wee level. Uh, their second team at the Bantam level and their second team at the Pee Wee level has won state championships at the single A level and the double A level. Okay. Both. This team has won championships. Okay. So, All right. So There's a bold win. prediction. And, and uh, yeah, it looks like the state tournament kicks off uh, later this morning. Today is Tuesday. Uh, so I think we give you a pretty good preview of kind of what's going on. Anything else, Coach Larson? Oh, I, th- I, th- I think we lost you for a second there, Coach. So I'm Down just going to say a real quick Center, shout I, out here. I've to... got my ticket. Oh, there you are. Um, my brother was able to, to get me one for the Northern Lakes game. And, and it's a completely different show uh, down at the XL Energy Center, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, but I, I do have my ticket. I have done my health screening. Uh, all tickets are scanned on phones, so you don't have to hand them a little piece of paper. Uh, you do a health screening online. It, it's pretty tight down there at the XL Center, but... Um, I'm okay with it being tight as far as health concerns. Yeah, as awesome, long as exactly. Because, yeah, we didn't know. I mean, even 90, 100 days ago, we don't know if we're going to have a state tournament. So we're here, and they're going to get her done, and that's great news. Uh, speaking of state tournaments, I want to congratulate the Hibbing Chisholm PWAs, who won the uh, PWA state tournament over the weekend down in Monticello. So I wanted to give them a quick shout-out and congratulate them. Uh, of course, uh, we got some Frozen Four hockey action going on in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk more about that next week with UMass, St. Cloud, UMD Bulldogs, and the Mankato Mavericks making it into that. So, uh, again, Chomps Meat, you know, go down into the description. You can, like I said, 20% off just today on the jalapeno beef, Whole30, certified gluten-free, non-GMO, keto-friendly, paleo, that whole deal. Uh, get your health food, get your healthy snack by going to Chomps.com. Like I said, just follow the links below. If you'd like to comment on the show, the good, bad, or the ugly, it's GoatSportsMediaLLC at gmail.com. GoatSportsMediaLLC at gmail.com. For Reed Larson, I am Puka. Thank you once again for joining us. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.